funny podcast, funny laugh, ha ha. Welcome <clears throat> back to Discovering SCP. That was a good opening, was it? Just sort of clear my throat in the middle of our iconic opening. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to, <coughs> sorry, Smoker's Lung, Discovering SCP. So, it's Halloween. But- Welcome to Tad Honey's Treehouse of Terrors. Oh, <laughs> no, not, not the Simpsons. So, uh, right, what no, is I've the... actually got good news. Remember when we were oh. going to go break into the SCP Foundation to read articles, but decided not to all those years ago? Oh, yeah. Back in episode one, you know, where we were going to break in, then we said, let's just live a quiet life instead. Yes. So, yeah, remember when we broke in, and that didn't happen, and that has nothing to do with this. Um, mm-hmm. But I've just received information. My rich uncle, also named Tanhony, has passed away. <gasps> uncle well, Dr. Tanhony. You don't sound so excited about it. What no, Uncle Dr. T- that was a gasp of sadness. Uncle Dr. Tanhony. Wasn't he a member of the Foundation? Uh, no. I don't accept that. Oh. oh. <laughs> I see. I thought he was the one whose credentials you were using when we were going to sneak in. No, I simply busted through the wall. I, I would have. Oh. <laughs> Of course, if we had decided to do it, but we didn't in this alternate, I mean, current timeline. Of course, of course. But in his will, he's left me his mysterious mansion. And all that I need to do to gain access to it is to spend the night there. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Hey, you know, I'm free this week. I don't have to be home with the wife and kids. You're not even in your house anymore. I took you. I was about to ask if I could come with you, but thanks. You're my shield. My audio's recording really weird. I think I'm spiking a lot, so I'm going to talk quieter. Wow. How's this? Maybe that's just your voice. Hey. Oh, by the way, did you turn your mic up for this recording? <laughs> did I turn my mic up? What does this guy think of me? It's as high as it goes. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, let's go into the mansion. Yeah. Sorry, that's the door. <laughs> well, that was, a, that was a strange creaking from that door. Let me... Mm. Walk in on the wooden planks. Let me also walk in. (laughs) That's how you walk? Yeah, very rhythmic. Damn, bitch, you walk like this? Hold on. Don't know. Turns on. What? What? Do you see that on the wall? That mysterious note? Wow, bizarre. This is awfully reminiscent of an early 2010s video game. Uh, You should pick it up. Wow. What does it say? Jeff. Jeff the Killer. What the hell is this? Here, look, a conveniently placed lantern. Let me light the oil quick and we can read it. Wow, I need to make my quill to help (laughs) me. I plucked it from a seagull outside. (laughs) Why did the seagull have a quill? Because it has feathers. Uh, Of course. Well, uh, could you give me the link, I mean page? Here you go. Can you hear that? The rustling of papers, I hand it to you. Uh, yeah. This is a fully immersive... Uh, whoa, 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 it's all black and red! I know, it's very murderous. <laughs> is, this what the whole, is this what the whole site looks like? Let's read it. I'm so okay. <clears throat> Wait, it says... Look, it says it's an excerpt from a local newspaper. Ominous unknown killer is still at large! Let's, let's, let's find out what's going on. Uh, wait a minute, Tan. What's that picture, Tan? I've heard of this guy. That's, this can't be a person, that's right? SCP Beep, aka Jeff the Killer. Jeff the Killer. Let's find right, out yes, his twisted read. origins. 
So in case you haven't worked out the gimmick, uh, for Halloween we're going to be reading bad creepypasta instead of SCPs. So if you're here for the SCPs... I assume... I'm sorry. It's not really a... It's not in a format that's easy to do dialogue with, like SCP, so we'll just popcorn it. So whenever Tanhoney can't take it with his little voice anymore, he'll popcorn it to me. After weeks of unexplained murders, the ominous unknown killer is still on the rise. Glad to see he's doing well. After little, I don't know if he's unknown at this point. I feel like everyone knows. On the rise, (laughs) it's like he's a fucking chart. (laughs) Is this going to be a saga? After little evidence has been found, a young boy states that he survived one of the killer's attacks and bravely tells his story. I had a bad dream and I woke up in the middle of the night. Says the boy. I saw that for some reason the window was open, even though I remember it being closed before I went to bed. I got up and shut it once more. Afterwards, I simply crawled. Did I write this? <laughs> the fucking word simply. I, I simply? I simply crawled under my covers and tried to get back to sleep. That's when I had a strange feeling, like someone was watching me. I looked oh. up and nearly jumped out of my bed. There, in the little ray of light, illuminating from between my curtains, were a pair of two eyes. They no. weren't regular eyes. They were dark, ominous eyes. How old is this the boy? <laughs> I have no idea. They were boarded in black and just plain out terrified me. Wow, I hope this guy never goes to a My Chemical Romance concert. That's when I saw his mouth. A long, horrendous smile that made every hair on my body stand up. <sighs> So like Tanhoney, I'm too spooked. Should we really, should we really be in this mansion? No, I need the house. The figure stood there, watching me. Finally, after what seemed like forever, he said it—a simple phrase, but said only in a way only a madman can speak. All right, wait, wait. Hold on. Before you read it, Tan, I need to know what your impression of a, a madman who only a madman can speak this phrase. He said, "Got us like." I let out a scream. <laughs> That's what sent him at me. He pulled up a knife, aiming at my heart. He jumped on top of my bed. I, I, I'm, I, I hope Edgar Allan Poe here gets away. Is this really an infamous killer if a little boy fought him off? I fought him back. I kicked. I punched. I rolled around, trying to knock him off me. That's when my dad busted it. <laughs> the man threw the knife. It went into my dad's shoulder man probably would have finished him off if one off the neighbors hadn't alerted the police how did the how did the neighbors fucking figure that out so quick (laughs) speed run calling the police (laughs) hey hey, shit ass want to see me call the police (laughs) is jeff the killer canonically shit ass they drove into the parking lot and ran towards the door the man turned and ran down the hallway i heard a smash like glass breaking as I came out of the, my room, I saw the window that was pointing towards the back of my house was broken. I looked out it to see him vanish into the distance. I can tell you one thing, I will never forget that face. Those cold, evil eyes and that psychotic smile. They will never leave my head. What fucking young kid speaks like this? Edgar Unless Allan he's in, Poe. like, his edge phase. Yeah. And, this was he, and his name, Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Police are still on the look for, on the look for this man. If you see anyone that fits a description in this story, please contact your local police department. Oh, here's the story. I believe I showed you the internet historian reading yeah. of this. Jeff Legendary. and his family had just moved into a new neighborhood. His dad had gotten a promotion at work, and they thought it'd be best to live in one of those fancy neighborhoods. 
Jeff and his brother Liu couldn't complain though. A new, better house. What was not to love? As they were getting unpacked, one of their neighbours came by. Hello, she said. I'm Barbara. I live across the street from you. Well, <laughs> I just wanted to introduce <laughs> myself and to introduce my son. Why, why does every character you read sound like a fucking anime villain? She turns around and calls her son over. Billy Coon, these are our new neighbours. <laughs> he doesn't say that. Billy, these are our new neighbours. Billy said hi and ran back to play in his yard. Fucking Billy. What an well, idiot. said Jeff's mum. I'm Margaret. And this is my husband, Peter. And my two sons, <laughs> Jeff and Liu. They each introduced themselves, and then Barbara invited them to her son's birthday. Jeff and his brother were about to object when their mother said that they would love to. When Jeff and his family are done packing, present tense, Jeff went up to his mum, past tense. Nice. You know, good grammar. Mom, why would you invite us to some kid's party? If you haven't noticed, I'm not some dumb kid. Jeff! Yaddy, yaddy, Jeff We just moved here. We should show that we want to spend time with our neighbors. Now, we're going to that party and that's final. Jeff Coon, my son, if I do not let my machinations go unfettered, the protagonist will come for us. Jeff started to talk, but stopped himself, knowing that he couldn't do anything. Whenever his mum said something, it was final. He walked Damn, up to his that room feeling. and plopped down on his bed. He sat there looking at his feeling when suddenly he got a weird feeling. Not so much pain, but a weird feeling. He dismissed it as some just random feeling. He heard his mother call him down to get his stuff, and he walked down to get it. Puberty. And that day. feeling? Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> the next day, Jeff walked downstairs to get breakfast and got ready for school. As he sat there eating his breakfast, he once again got that feeling. This I got a feeling. This time it was stronger. It gave him a slight tugging pain. Puberty. But he once again dismissed it. <laughs> As he and Liu finished breakfast, they walked down to the bus stop. My favourite character's coming. Oh, this is... I know, it's so good! They sat there, waiting for the bus, and then all of a sudden, some kid on a skateboard jumped over them, only inches above their laps, fucking Bart Simpson. <laughs> it's like one of those fucking Suicide Squad intros where, like, slow as he jumps over, yeah! And it zooms in on his face, it's like a cutout on the background. They both surprise. Hey, what the hell? The kid landed and turned back to them. He kicked his skateboard up and caught it with his hands. Fucking forms a crater on the ground when he lands. The kid seems, present tense, to be about 12. <laughs> One year younger than Jeff. He wears an Aeropostale shirt. That's not how you, I, I don't think that's how you spell the brand either, but I'll have to double check that. Shirt and ripped blue jeans. Well, well, well. It looks like we got some new meat. Suddenly, okay, one, what 12-year-old talks like that? Two, what 12-year-old talks like that to a kid who's older than him? Suddenly two other kids appeared. Have you seen, you seen Demon Slayer, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, he like snaps his fingers like his two minions appear? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm imagining here. <laughs> Boom! Master. <laughs> one, was Troy super, one was super skinny and the other was huge. This well. is me and you, we're the goons. <laughs> Since you're new here, I'd like to introduce ourselves. Over there is Keith. Jeff and Liu looked over. 
<laughs> to the skinny kid. He had a dopey face that you would expect a sidekick to have. That this writing. How did this get popular again? I don't know. Hit big. And he is Troy. They looked over to the fat kid. Talk about a tub of lard. I want to say this is the story, not me. This kid looks like he hadn't exercised since he was crawling. <laughs> this is Tan talking to me in real life. <laughs> and I, said the first kid, am Randy. Randy. <laughs> Yeah. This is the part where it like flashbacks to his mom in the house looking up and she goes, So, that man has arrived. Now, for all the kids in this neighborhood, there is a small price for bus fare if you catch my drifts. Liu stood up, ready to punch the lights out of the kids' you know eyes. What? You have to admire his entrepreneurship. He's already got a fucking mob going at 12. <laughs> ready to punch the lights out of the kids' eyes. When one of his friends pulled a knife on him, Tisk tisk tisk. I'd hoped you'd be more cooperative, but it seems we must do this the hard way. The kids. Is he literally gonna fucking commit murder for lunch money? Kid, <laughs> <laughs> this kid was just built different. The kid walked up to Liu and took his wallet out of his pocket. Jeff got that feeling again. Now it was truly strong, a burning sensation. Sensation. I'm sorry, I'm getting that feeling as well. He stood up, but Leo gestured for him to sit down. Jeff ignored him and walked up to the kid. Listen here, you little punk. Give back my bro's wallet or else. Randy put the wallet in his pocket and pulled out his own knife. No, Randy! And what will you do, popcorn? Just as he finished the sentence, Jeff popped the kid in the nose as Randy reached for his face. <laughs> yeah, this is this is literally the scene where fucking Jotaro goes ham on on what's his face, uh, Kira. He's like, you're so slow, Jotaro. Yes, I can see the for your wounds. <laughs> Nani, it's like Jeff stopped time. Leo, he won Jeff. the psychological battle. <laughs> I can't breathe. Where the fuck were we? <laughs> you got through one before I destroyed you. Jeff kid. As Randy reached for his face, Jeff grabbed the kid's wrist and broke it. Randy screamed and Jeff grabbed the knife from his hand. Troy and Keith rushed to Jeff, but Jeff was too quick. He threw Randy to the ground. Keith lashed out at him, but Jeff ducked and stabbed him in the arm! This guy's this kid's definitely got AFA. <laughs> this, this is what this is. POV, you and your gang of thugs approach Muzazi at 12 years old. <laughs> Keith lashed out at him, but Jeff... Sorry, Keith dropped the knife and fell to the ground screaming. Troy rushed him too, but Jeff didn't even need the knife. He just punched Troy straight in the stomach and Troy went down, expelling his organs. As he fell, he puked all over. Liu could do nothing but look in amazement at Jeff. Jeff, how'd you... Was all he said. They saw the bus coming and knew they'd be blamed for the whole thing. So they started running as fast as they could. As they ran, they looked back and saw the bus driver rushing over to Randy and the Randy others. Randy Summer! As Jeff and Lou made it... Randy, like, slapped his hand and were like, Don't help me. <laughs> I don't need your pity! The fucking Dio with Jonathan. All they, 
As Jeb and Leo made it to school, they didn't dare tell what happened. All they did was sit and listen. Leo just thought of that as his brother beating up a few kids, but Jeff knew it was more. It was something scary. Oh my god, I saw an ominous figure outside the mansion as you said that. (laughs) Whoa! Was that a white face? Smashed like a pancakey? Impossible. That doesn't exist. You're right. Just a story. As he got that feeling, he felt how powerful it was. The urge to just hurt someone. He didn't like how it sounded, but he couldn't help but feeling happy. He felt that strange feeling go away and stay away for the entire day of school. As he walked home due to the whole thing near the bus stop, and how now he probably wouldn't be taking the bus anymore, he felt happy. When he got home, his parents asked him how his day was, and he said in a somewhat ominous voice, It was a wonderful day. Shubarashi. Utsukushi. Next morning, he heard a knock at his front door. He walked down to find two police officers. (laughs) Yeah, at the door, his mother looking back at him with an angry look. Jeff! These (laughs) officers tell me that you attacked three kids, that it wasn't regular fighting, and that they were stabbed. Stabbed, son! I hate how many fucking parallels there are to part one. (laughs) Jonathan's dad intervening. Jeff's gaze fell to the floor, showing his mother that it was true. Mother Summer, they were the ones who pulled the knives on me and Liu. Son. <laughs> oh, go ahead, go ahead, by all means. Son. We found Said one of the cops. two stabbed. One having a bruise on his stomach, and we have witnesses proving that you fled the scene. Now, what does that tell us? <laughs> Jeff knew it was no use. He could say him and Liu had been attacked, but then there was no proof it was not them who attacked first. They couldn't say that they weren't fleeing, because truth be told, they were. So Jeff couldn't defend himself or Liu. Son, call down your brother. Jeff couldn't do it, since it was he who beat up all the kids. Sir, it it was me. I was the one who beat up the kids. Liu tried to hold me back, but he couldn't stop it. Stop me. The cop looked at his partner and they both nod. Well, kid, looks like you're in juvie. You know how the cops just sentence you on the spot? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This town is so small, I am the judge and jury. (laughs) Wait, says Liu. They all looked up to see him holding a knife. The officers pulled their He's 12! And locked him on Liu. What they it don't was know is, me. He's, part, he's Liu the killer. He's part of the bloodline. He could easily deflect those bullets. But I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he has the chosen bloodline running through his veins. <laughs> it was me. I beat up those little punks. Have the marks to prove it. He lifted up his sleeves to reveal cuts and bruises, as if he was in a struggle. Son, just put the knife down, said the officer. Liu held up the knife and dropped it to the ground. He put his hands up and walked over to the cops. No, Liu Sama, it was me! I did it! Jeff had tears running down his face. Huh, poor bro. <laughs> Trying to take the blame for what I did. Well, take me away. He's given one of those like animal anime pro tag fucking smiles with the eyes closed. <laughs> like the EO. The thumb behind him. Yeah, like the sun is setting behind him in the foreground or background. The police led Liu out to the patrol car. Lou, tell them it was me! Tell them! I was the one who beat up those kids! 
Jeff's mother put her hands on his shoulders. Jeff, please. You don't have to lie. <laughs> we know it's real. You can stop the world. <laughs> Time stopped for several seconds before Behold resuming. the world. <laughs> Jeff watched helplessly as the cop car sped off with Lou inside. And driving in the frozen time. <laughs> Minutes later, Jeff's dad pulled into the driveway, seeing Jeff's face and knowing something yeah, was wrong. Voice, voice. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Son, son, what is it? Jeff couldn't answer. His vocal cords were strained from crying. Instead, Jeff's mother walked his father inside to break the bad news to him no, as Jeff boy. wept in the driveway. <laughs> uh, excuse me. After an hour or I'm so... I'm getting a feeling right now after you did that. <laughs> After an hour or so, Jeff walked back into the house, seeing that his parents were both shocked, sad, and disappointed. He couldn't look at them. He couldn't see how they thought of Lou when it was his fault. He just went to sleep trying to get the whole thing off his mind. Two days went by with no word from Lou at JDC. Jeez, he was already... How quickly does the court move in this town? Well, Usually this shit takes weeks. <laughs> Fucking, you see Randall, like, exchanging money with the fucking judge? <laughs> yeah, get him. No friends to hang out with, nothing but sadness and guilt. That is, until Saturday, when Jeff is woken up by his mother with a happy, sunshiny face. Jeff, it's the day. She said as she opened up the curtains and let light flood into his room, crackling Jeff's vampiric form. What? What's today? Asked Jeff as he stares awake. The revelation of John. <laughs> Should we just roll with that? No. Why, it's <laughs> Billy's party. He was now fully awake. <laughs> Real Mother, <laughs> you're joking, right? You don't expect me to go to some kid's party after... There was a long pause. It's like Leah goes to jail, I sleep. Billy's party. <laughs> Real shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> happened. I think this party could be the thing that brightens up the past days. Now. Ah, uh, those past drunk. days. Jeff's mother walked out of the room and downstairs to get ready herself. No clipping through the wall for extra speed. So you kind of know him. you're breaking server rules, right? <laughs> He fought himself to get up. He picked out a random shirt and pair of jeans and walked down the stairs. He saw his mother and father all dressed up. His mother in a dress and his father in a suit. He thought why they would ever wear such fancy clothes to a kid's party. Son, is that all you're going to wear? Said Jeff's mother. Better than wearing too much, he said. His mother pushed down the feeling to yell at him, and hid it with a smile. Now, Jeff, we may be overdressed, but this is how you go if you want to make an impression, right? Said, <laughs> said his father. Jeff grunted and went back up to his room. I don't have any fancy clothes! He yelled downstairs, strewing the books across his desk. Jeff, pick up something. I, I am actually doing a JoJo pose as I read that line. <laughs> He looked around in his closet quickly for what he would call fancy. He, he, he found a pair of black dress plants he had for special occasions and an undershirt. He couldn't find a shirt to go with it, though. He looked around and found only striped and patterned shirts, none of which go with dress pants. Finally, he found a white hoodie and put it on. Why does it go to such lengths to establish his iconic ensemble? 
Just like you put on know. a white hoodie. And was this the original Jeff the Killer thing that yeah. was posted, or was this like a later added origin story? I don't know whether story. the image maybe came first. And... That's what I'm is, thinking. This is the original tale. This is the saga. I can't believe it. This is what got oh, that God. famous. I gotta got do a voice now. That's both of my voices. I- I'll, I'll do the father. Voice. You stick with the mother. On three. One, two, three. You're you wearing, wearing that? that? They both, they both his mother looked at her watch. <laughs> oh, no time to change. Let's just go. She said. She, she said. Oh, so go ahead. I'll popcorn it to you. No, 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 no. You take over. She heard Jeff and his father out the door. Like, I do call Randy, though, if you call Jeff's mom. Okay. They crossed the street over to Barbara and Billy's house. They knocked the door, and it appeared that Barbara, just like his parents, way overdressed. As they walked inside, all Jeff could see were adults, no kids. The kids are out in the yard. Jeff, how about you go and meet some of them? Said Barbara. Every character I've met is like villainous when I voice them. <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole different world when we're reading it. Jeff walked outside to a yard full of kids. They were running around in weird cowboy costumes and shooting each other with plastic guns. No! You can't do that! It's violent! He might as well be standing in a Toys R Us. Suddenly, a kid came up to him and handed him a toy gun and hat. Hey, wanna play? He said. I'm trying to make this spookier. <laughs> uh, ah, no, kid, I'm way too old for this stuff. The kid looked at him with that weird puppy dog face. Please, said the kid. Fine, said Jeff. Don't put it on Jeff, no. <laughs> absolute absolute Jedi mind trick authority. He put on the hat and started to pretend to shoot at the kids. Those aren't toys, Jeff. <laughs> no, Jeff, that's a loaded gun. That's how he became Jeff the Killer. He just fucking... <laughs> he gave him a loaded it gun. totally ridiculous. But then he started to actually have fun. It might not have been super cool, but it was the first time he had done something that took his mind off of Liu. So he played with the kids for a while until he heard a noise. A weird no. rolling noise. He put his hand on the pillow and said, What after you read this and turn around? You will die. Fucking Jeff turning around as he sees the skateboarders. Then it hit him. Randy, Troy, and Keith all jumped over the fence on their skateboards. Jeff dropped the fake gun and ripped off the hat. Randy looked at Jeff with a burning hatred. Hello, Jeff, is it? He said. We have some unfinished business. Jeff saw his bruised nose. I think we're even. I beat the crap out of you when you got my brother sent to JDC. Randy got an angry look in his eyes as he activated devil mode. (laughs) Oh no! I don't go for even. I go for winning. You may have kicked our asses that one day. (laughs) But not today. Look, I carved the smile in my face. As he said that, Randy rushed at Jeff. They both fell to the (gasps) ground. Randy punched Jeff in the nose. And Jeff grabbed him by the ears and headbutted him. A spark (laughs) (laughs) My Aether toy gun (laughs) set to stun. Jeff pushed Randy off of him and both rose to their feet. Kids were screaming and parents were running out of the house. Troy and Keith both pulled guns out of their pockets. (laughs) No! 
one interrupts or guts will fly! They said. Randy pulled a knife on Jeff, licked it and stabbed it into his shoulder. Sugoi, Jeff Summer! Jeff screamed and fell to his knees. Randy started kicking him in the face. Oh my God. It's fucking Vanilla Ice kicking Iggy. <laughs> I'll kick you to death, even. <laughs> After three kicks, Jeff grabs his foot and twists it, causing Randy to fall to the ground. How fucking str- much muscle do these 12-year-olds have to do that? The part of sacred bloodlines. <laughs> Jeff stood up and walked towards the back door. Troy grabs him. Needs some help. He picks Jeff up by the back of the collar and throws him through the patio door. As Jeff tries to stand, he is kicked down to the ground. Randy repeatedly starts kicking Jeff until he starts to cough up blood. Come on, Jeff! Fight me! He picks Jeff up and throws him into the kitchen. Randy sees a <laughs> bottle of vodka on the counter and smashes the glass over Jeff's head. Tataku! He throws Jeff back into the living room. Come on, Jeff. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Jeff glances up, his face riddled with blood. I was the one who got your brother sent to JDC! And now you're just gonna sit here and let him rot in there for a whole year! You should be ashamed. As the OP starts blurring, Jeff starts to get up. (laughs) Don't lose your way! (laughs) Oh, finally, you stand and fight, hero! We're not even changing this anymore. This is actually what he's saying. (laughs) Jeff is now to his feet, blood and vodka on his face. Once again, he gets that strange feeling. The one in which he hasn't felt for a while. (laughs) Almost 24 hours. Finally! He's up! Die! (laughs) I won, Jotaro! (laughs) Yukata! Says Randy as he runs at Jeff. That's when it happens. Something inside Jeff snaps. His oh my god, psych- he acted. He- <laughs> this is when fucking Mob from Mob Psycho hits 100%. <laughs> His psyche is destroyed. All rational thinking is gone. All he can do is kill. He grabs Randy and pile drives him to the ground. He gets <laughs> you see the fucking. The, sea, the floor goes flying. It's like, just so crazy. Like, what's with this kid? He's nothing like I was told. <laughs> it like zooms in on an x ray of Randy's head and like his skull starts cracking. Like, deal. <laughs> he gets on top of it and punches him straight in the heart. <laughs> the punch causes Randy's heart to stop. <laughs> oh, he died. <sighs> you were holding all that power, but that means that you. As Randy gasps for breath, Jeff hammers down on him. Punch after punch, blood gushes from Randy's body until he takes one final breath and dies. Was Uh, I wrong then? (laughs) It's like Randy's master of pain, like, You failed me, Randall. I now relieve you of your powers. (laughs) The master's Jeff's mom. (laughs) Everyone is looking at Jeff now. The parents, the crying kids, even Troy and Keith, who would probably be the most likely to look. Although they easily break from their gaze and point their guns at Jeff. Jeff sees the guns trained on him and runs for the stairs. As he runs, Troy and Keith let out fire on him, each shot missing. He can read them. What the fuck are they? Are are they dragons let out fire? (laughs) Jeff (laughs) hears Troy and Keith follow up behind. As they let out their final rounds of bullets... 
Jeff ducks into the bathroom. He grabs the towel rack and rips it off the wall. <laughs> Troy and Kim <laughs> throw in. Knives ready. Mano a mano a. Troy swings yeah, his knife at Jeff, dear. who backs away and bangs the towel rack into Troy's face. He names the towel rack Luminescence. <laughs> oh my god, origin story. Troy goes down hard, and now all that's left is Keith. He's the guy more... who has a face like a sidekick? What could Keith do against Jeff? <laughs> He's the strongest, though. He is more agile <laughs> than Troy, though. And ducks when <laughs> Jeff takes the towel rack. He drops the knife Impossible. and grabs Jeff by the neck. This is the fucking Chorno theme. <laughs> I was the true leader. He pushed the Shadow leader. The <laughs> it's like when fucking Diablo gets the fortune teller. Oh my god. It's seen who I truly am. A thing of bleach <laughs> fell down on top of him from the top shelf. It burnt both of them and they both started to scream. Jeff wiped his eyes as best as he could. He pulled back the towel rack and swung it straight into Keith's head. As, no. he, as he lay there, bleeding to death, he let out an ominous smile. What's so funny? asked Jeff. Keith oh, I call being Keith. Keith pulled out a lighter and switched it on. <laughs> What's funny? he said. Is that you're covered in bleach and alcohol. Abayo, Jeff Coon. This is all part of your plan. It's like fucking the screen's 360 around the two of them as he holds out the lighter. Jeff's eyes widened as Keith threw the lighter at him. As soon as Wait, but don't you have to hold down the switch on a lighter to keep it up? Wouldn't it just go out? Fair. As soon as the flame made contact with him, the flames ignited the alcohol in the vodka. While the alcohol burned him, the bleach bleached his skin. That's how it works. Jeff yeah. let out a terrible screech as he caught on fire. He tried to roll out the fire, but it was no use. The alcohol had made him a walking inferno. He oh ran my god, now he's just fire punch. He ran down the hall on fire and fell down the stairs. <laughs> this guy, his resolve is, is unquestionable. Everyone started screaming as they saw Hef. Now a man on fire dropped to the ground, nearly so, dead. So I would like to I would like to re recap everything. So Randy's establishes twelve, and he's only a year younger than Jeff. So Jeff thirteen has been thrown out of a window, slammed into the ground, stabbed, shot at. Although to be fair, a bolt didn't hit him, and now is currently on fire, unable to put it out, and he's still alive. Yeah, it's because he got resolve. Yeah, and a weird feeling. So if you ever try to tell me that we're doing this wrong by making an anime, you're wrong. Because there's nothing more anime than that amount of damage threshold. The last thing Jeff saw was his mother and the other parents trying to extinguish the flame. That's when he passed out. When Jeff woke, he had a cast wrapped around his face. He couldn't see anything. But he felt, and he's getting a little less smug than this, but I think. He couldn't see anything, <laughs> but he felt a cast on his shoulder and stitches all over his body. He tried to stand up, but he realized that there was some tube in his arm. And when he tried to get up, it fell out. And a nurse rushed in. I don't think he can get out of bed just yet, she said. And she put him back in his bed and reinserted that Zatube. <laughs> Jeff sat there, with no vision. No idea of what his surroundings were. Finally, after hours, he heard his mother. Honey... Are you okay? <laughs> she asked. Jeff couldn't answer, though. His face was covered, 
and he was unable to speak. Oh, honey, I have great news. After all, the witnesses told the police that Randy confessed of trying to attack you. They decided to let Leo go. And hey, I'm, Randy's I'm saying, dead. I'm saying it as though Randy's been framed here. <laughs> if Randy's dead. <laughs> Is that not something worth questioning, even in self-defense? Well, he punched him in the heart and his heart stopped, so... This made Jeff almost bolt up, stopping halfway. Remembering the tomb coming out his arm. Yeah, that's another weird thing about this story to me, is like, Jeff the Killer is all famous, always got a knife and he cuts you, but he can just punch your heart and it stops. So does he even need the knife? He's more deadly with his fists. (laughs) He'll be out by tomorrow. And then you two will be able to be together again. <laughs> Jeff's mother. That, that was said with the same intent as Dio taking Jonathan's body. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's mugger, mother, mugger, mother hugs <laughs> Jeff and says her goodbyes. The next couple of weeks were those where Jeff was visited by his family. Then came the day when his bandages were to be removed. His family members were all there to see it. What he would look like. As the doctors unwrapped the bandages from Jeff's face, everyone was on the edge of their seats. They waited until the last bandage holding the cover over his face was almost removed, and beneath it, popcorn. This is also great because Jeff the Killer is only 13 years old, and he is still a deadly criminal. He hasn't reached his penalty yet. <sighs> Let's hope for the best, said the doctor. He quickly pulls the cloth, letting the rest fall from Jeff's face. Can you do Jeff's mother's scream? Massacre! At the sight of his... <laughs> Jeff's mother screams at the sight of his face. Lou and Jeff's dad stare awestruck at his face. What? What happened to my face? Jeff said. He rushed out of bed and ran to the bathroom. He looked in the mirror and saw the cause of the distress. His face? It... It's horrible. His lips were burned to a deep shade of red. His face was turned into a pure white... Yeah, don't you know? Getting set on fire just makes you like makeup. His face was turned into a pure white color. And his hair singed from brown to black. (laughs) (laughs) This is someone who's never done any ounce of Google research. (laughs) He slowly put his hand to his face. It had a sort of leathery feel to it now. He looked back at his family, then back at the mirror. Jeff! Jeff! Oh, go ahead, be Leo, said Leo. It's not that bad. Not that bad, said Jeff, turning around ominously before the most eerie, uh, enthusiastic face uh, lit up his expression. It's perfect! His family was equally surprised. Jeff started laughing uncontrollably. His parents noticed that his left eye and hand were twitching of the demon in his left arm. Okay, I've never felt more happy. <laughs> Look at me. This face goes perfectly with me. This is the ultimate high. <laughs> he couldn't stop laughing. He stroked. He stroked his face, feeling it, looking at it in the mirror. What caused this? Well, you may recall that when Jeff the was fighting Randy, coming in to recap the fight, <laughs> something in his mind. His sanity snapped, 
Now he was left as a crazy killing machine that his his parents didn't know. It's like the Jojo narrator coming in. <laughs> his parents, unbeknownst, did not realize that he'd already become a crazy killing machine. Doctor, said Jeff's mom, is my son all right, you know? In the head. Oh yes, this behavior is typical for patients that have taken very large amounts of painkillers. If his behavior doesn't change in a few weeks, bring him back here and we'll give him a psychological task. Meanwhile, he's giving his fucking villain monologue about how the world is imperfect. <laughs> he's like, I will rebuild it in my image! Oh, it's still you, by the way, oh, Jeff's mother. Thank you, Doctor. Jeff's, Jeff's mother, mother went over to Jeff. Jeff. Sweetie, it's time <laughs> to go. Jeff looks away from the mirror, his face still formed into a crazy smile. K, mommy. <laughs> his mother took him by the sh- oh, yeah, shoulder and took him to get his clothes. The. Oh, sorry. This, this is, is what came in. Oh, I got that voice. This okay. is what came in. <laughs> I forgot about this part. Wait, fuck. He <laughs> said the lady at the desk. <laughs> Jeff's mom looked down to see the black dress pants and white hoodie her son wore. Now they were clean of blood and stitched together. Why, <laughs> why would they go to such efforts to save his clothes? I got it. <laughs> Jeff smiled, led him to his room, and made him put his clothes on. So was he just naked? Hospital guard, I guess. Then they left, not knowing that this was their final day of life. Is this where Jeff finally surpasses his mother? (laughs) Hang on, I'm about to pass off to you. I'll do this last paragraph. Later that night, Jeff's mother woke to a sound coming from the bathroom. It sounded as if someone was crying. She slowly walked over to see what it was. When she looked into the bathroom, she saw a horrendous sight. Jeff had taken a knife and carved a smile into his cheeks. Jeff, what are you doing? asked his mother. Jeff looked over to his mother. I couldn't keep smiling, mommy. It hurt after a while. Now I can smile forever. Jeff's mother noticed his eyes ringed in black. Jeff! Your eyes! His eyes were seemingly never closing. I couldn't see my face. I got tired and my eyes started to close. I burned out the eyelids so I could forever see myself. My new face. So he would die because his eyes wouldn't be able to be no, moisture. He at least loses vision. No, he has a weird feeling. Jeff's oh, mother slowly right. started to back away, seeing that her son was going insane. What's wrong? Mommy, aren't I beautiful? Oh my god, that's a good voice. <laughs> yes, son, she said. Yes, you are. Let me go get daddy so he can see your face. She ran into the room and shook Jeff's dad from his sleep. Honey, <laughs> get the gun we <laughs> What parents? Is, is, their son is obviously fucked up, but what parents are like, oh, our son's being weird. Get the gun. Let's kill him. She stopped as she saw Jeff in the doorway holding a knife. Mommy, you lied. 
that's lost <laughs> into here as Jeff rushes them with the knife, gutting both of them. There was a spark of crimson ether and Jeff's mother's wounds closed. You're going to have to do better than that, she said. No, 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 no. <laughs> His brother Liu woke up, startled by some noise. He didn't hear anything else, so he just shut his eyes and tried to go back to sleep. As he was on the border of slumber, he got the strangest feeling that someone was watching him. He looked up before Jeff's hand covered his mouth. He slowly. Oh, is this the same boy from the beginning in the news? <laughs> he slowly raised the knife, ready to plunge it into Liu. Liu thrashed here and there, tried to escape Jeff's grip. <sighs> Jeff said, just go to sleep. I love how the first thing immediately after the story ends is, why is Jeff the Killer so popular in a video explaining it? Because I assume after the reader reads that, they have the same question. That's <laughs> funny as fuck. You fine? You fine? What's wrong? You know what, Tanhoney? Uh, after, um, after getting spooked like that, I'm, I'm kind of hungry. Oh, look, there's the kitchen. I'll go get a snack. Wait a minute. There's food on the table, Tan. Come here. Hmm. It's still warm, and, and there's another note here. There's no way it could be warm. You're lying. I thought you said your uncle died ten years ago. <laughs> the letter came really late. Tan, is someone living here, Tan? I don't know. Whoa, I almost slipped on this piece of paper. Oh, what is it? It's Toss an, me the paper. It's another one of these scurry lasagnas. Scary lasagna! Eyeless Jake. Jack, even. Oh. What's Eyeless Jack? I've never heard of that Let's one. Find out. Oh. What a horrifying image. No! No! He's like Jeff the Killer, but with bigger eyes. Oh. <laughs> I love the beginning. Hello, my name is Mitch. Well, let's find uh. out what's going on here. You go first. Alright. <clears throat> Hello, my name is Mitch. I'm here to tell you guys about an experience I am going to do Ben Shapiro. I don't know if it was paranormal or whatever stupid words people use to describe supernatural phenomena. You but after that thing visited me... Logically, it was supernatural phenomena. <laughs> you must concede that. I believe in that paranormal trash now. A week after I moved in with my brother, Edwin, after my house was foreclosed, I finished unpacking. Edwin liked the idea of me moving in, since we had not seen each other for ten years. So I was excited too. I soon fell asleep after I moved in. After that first week, I heard rustling noises coming from outside at about one in the morning. I thought it was a raccoon, so I ignored it and tried to fall asleep. Logically, that would be the, the, the solution I came to. The next morning, I told Edwin about it, and he agreed. The next night, however, I thought I heard my window opening and a loud thump, as if something had entered my room. I darted up and looked around my room, but I saw nothing. The next morning, Edwin dropped his coffee cup when he saw me. He held up a nearby mirror, and I saw myself. I had a large gash in my left cheek. Hypothetically... Someone might be in our house. After I was rushed to the hospital, my doctor told me that I must have been sleepwalking, but then he showed me something that made my blood turn cold. He lifted up my shirt to reveal a sewn-up incision where my kidneys were. I stared into his eyes, mine widening. You somehow lost your left kidney last night. My doctor told me. We don't know how, though. Sorry, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Unbelievable. The next night was my breaking point. Around midnight, I woke up to see a truly horrifying sight. 
I was staring face-to-face with a creature with a black hoodie and dark blue mask with no nose or mouth staring down at me. The thing that scared me the most was that it had no eyes, just empty black sockets. The creature also had some black substance dripping from its sockets. I grabbed a camera from the nearby mantle and took a picture, because that's what you would do in that situation. (laughs) Immediately after taking the shot, the creature lunged at me and tried to claw open my chest to get to my lungs. I stopped it. <laughs> it's, it's the same as when you're like, how did the researchers know it's a, it's a dimensional portal just because the author wills it? I hypothetically stopped it by kicking it in the face. As I ran out of my room, I grabbed my wallet. I would need the money. I ran out of my brother's house into the night. I eventually ended up in the woods near Edwin's house and tripped on a rock. I fell unconscious and woke up in the hospital. My doctor, I swear, the same one who treated me before, oh, no, entered the room. It's quack. <laughs> I have good news and bad news, Mitch. My, th- my doctor started. The good news is that you had minor injuries and your parents are going to pick you up. Naturally, I signed with relief. The bad news is that your brother has been killed by some thing. Sorry. (laughs) My My parents took me back to Edwin's house to collect my remaining belongings, which I did, of course. Upon entering my room, I was scared but remained calm. I grabbed my camera and then stopped dead in my tracks. In the hallway, leading to my room, I swear, this is true. You can fact check it. I saw Edwin's body and something small lying next to it. I retrieved it up and entered my parents' car, not mentioning Edwin's corpse. I looked at the thing I had picked up and nearly vomited. I was holding my stolen, half-eaten kidney with some black substance How did you know on it. it's yours? <laughs> it's good... I had hypothetically examined myself before a year prior at the doctor's and gotten a kidney gram. I love this fucking quack doctor. <laughs> the brain's bad news. Always... Sorry. Fucking dumbest doctor of all time. He literally sewed up. We're like, oh, I don't know what could have happened to your kidney. It's just, whoa. Sorry. The stitches are weird. <laughs> I love the sorry. This is amazing. I love how this is so high rated, but all the comments are just making fun of it. Oh. It's beautiful. <sighs> what do we think of <laughs> Wait, so Eilis... Edwin Eilis Jackson? I, I don't think Edwin's... No, because Edwin died. Yeah, that was Edwin's like... corpse in there. Oh, yeah. Why did he have it, then? I assume he dropped the kidney in favor of taking Edwin's kidney for a new snack. I assume was the implication. <laughs> he, he has a limited inventory space. We had to drop it like Minecraft. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It was still functional. All right, that was, that was funny. Um, all right, so where are we going next in this mansion, Tan? I'm starting to get spooked by all these notes. I don't know what they're talking about, Don. No, I'm also frightened. Hold on. It's my favorite console, the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, well, that's weird. This this Doesn't this game cartridge look kind of weird? Yeah. Blood whistle? <laughs> what the hell Wait. is this? B- b- <laughs> This is apparently a troll pasta, it says? No. Alright. Blood Whistle, Super Mario Bros. 3. Warning, this story is long as hell. I want to do a word count because I don't think it's that long, considering the scroll. So give me a minute. Uh, I'm going to copy-paste it without reading it. Cool. Uh, Hang on. Copy. Okay, maybe it's longer than I gave it credit for. You know what? This is taking too long. Never mind. Yeah, let's go back to the beginning. Forward. You start. Do you want to popcorn at each diary entry? Yeah, sure. This is the recorded blog of a college student. (laughs) 
Yeah, it was sure it is. A, that's a scary part. He was playing a modified version of Super Mario Bros. 3 on his computer. Shortly after submitting the last entry, he committed suicide in his dorm room. June 5th, 2012. I can't Fre X out of this thing at the bottom asking me to sign up I for know, one. That's the scariest part. <laughs> a friend of mine recently sent me what he... A friend of mine recently sent me what he claims to be a scurry Super Mario Brothers free hack that he wanted me to try out because he didn't have the courage. I started his blog to record my progress through the game. He got this from a site that's no longer active, and I've seen some pretty scurry occurrences with emulator games before. Just look at Ben. Uh, okay, so Ben drowned his cannon in this universe? Is, <laughs> all of that aside, however, there was something definitely off about this ROM. Its title was SMB3BW. Anyhow, I won't play any today, as I'm quite busy with college work and such. But I will definitely start tomorrow. I, I love how he's, he's too busy to play because of college coursework, but he does set up and start a blog <laughs> and write an entry. <laughs> June 6th, 2012. I played some of the game today. <laughs> Obviously, my friend was misinformed. <laughs> As I have played all the way through 1-3 and have found nothing irregular. All the sprites, levels, and sounds didn't have a fluke to their name. A fluke? I don't think this guy knows what fluke means. Wait! I love how he says, wait, a secret, like he's writing as he's playing live. <laughs> wait, a secret? That must be how you have to unlock it. I swear to you guys, I'll find the warp whistle tomorrow and see what creepy secrets this game has to hide. Look for tomorrow's post. It won't disappoint. Maybe this will explain what the BW in title stands for. This is where you have to change the voice. Yeah, June 7th, 12. I wish I hadn't unlocked that secret. This game will be the bane of my existence. I'll try as best as I can to explain what happened and what will certainly entail. I don't know if any of you will believe me. But this sick mockery of one of my childhood faves must be exploited and never seen by the eyes of any other breathing man on God's green earth. I love how every horror protagonist becomes like a fucking religious, like, old man. <laughs> and Todd, what I'll call my friend for the sake of privacy and possibly security, do not send that link to anyone else. You'll see why below. I entered the castle stage, knowing its only secret was the warp whistle. I disposed of a dry bones before donning a <laughs> raccoon tail. It makes it sound so menacing. With a running start, I was above the stage before I hit the secret area. My whole like before I hit up on my arrow keypad was completely different. I was happy. <laughs> I was normal. I could wake up in the morning recognizing my own reflection. Being Is this how college kids write, huh? Yeah, this feels more like a fucking eighth grader. <laughs> Now it's lies, all lies. I know that as of what happened today, my hole will become an infernal hell in which every day will be a futile struggle to retain my own sanity. After finishing this wretched collage of electronic of electronic dejection. Oh my god, he found the thesaurus! I will embrace death like a long-lost lover with open arms. <laughs> been a day dude holy fuck now it's just a game bro now to get so, on with what had come to pass this guy this guy read ninjas like uh it's this it's just a game is such a weak mindset and took it to the utmost extreme <laughs> the blocks that lined the walls were gloomy albeit polished obsidian black mario's skin <laughs> now had a grayish tint to it 
but that wasn't what was wrong with that picture. The music was a sped up version of the normal bonus room theme. Toad's skull was cracked open and profusely bleeding, spilling blood onto the floor and making the room slippery like the ice stage. <laughs> His mouth was also agape and spewing blood onto the floor. The blood had an eerie, reflective quality that should have been graphically impossible for an 8-bit game like Mario 3. God, I really picked the unlucky one here. I walked up to him to see what it is that he might say. What he had to offer is this. Blood whistle! Hear its cry! <laughs> I then if you ran... have the popcorn, you can. I then ran toward that the chest to see its contents. <laughs> The chest was drenched in a reflective, realistic blood of the same type emanated... Yeah, you know, blood realistically reflects things. ...emanated by the orifices and exposed cranium of the poor little mushroom-headed fellow. Pressing onward, I ran through it to discover its dark secret, its twisted <laughs> surprise. This is me playing, pressing play on discovering SCP. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for the following events. A blood-soaked warp whistle ominously rose from what I now believe to be the deepest crevice of hell. I would like to note I'm scrolling on Wattpad and it says we have 28 minutes left of reading. Jesus Christ. I blipped twice as the normal whistle would. That, my fellow reader, you're not a reader, you're the writer, was the only normality of what I have played today. It played a deep tune that I can't get out of my head as I write this. The whistle descended violently stiking Mario in the chest. He unleashed a bloom-curdling scream <laughs> as it went out into his back and out of his chest. The cry wasn't 8-bit at all. It wasn't even cartoon-esque. It's the sound of unfiltered anguish, of utter agony. Wow, wow Charles Martinet really went off. <laughs> <laughs> Mario screamed, Wow! <laughs> His expression reflected To end my experience on this perverse version of something I once loved, Mario was transported to the warp zone of the blood whistle. <laughs> I call it this because it had only the cut cutter of the quaint island. The water consisted solely of the same blood aforementioned in my encounter with the whistle. <laughs> Corp corpses of Coopers and other enemies of Mario were scattered afloat near the shores. White, menacing eyes glared at me between their waves, surfacing just to cast their evil glance at Mario. Or me. I can't be sure at this point. All of these worlds were indicated by their respective numbers, and all of the dots were crimson. There's a lot of blood in this game. At that point, I noticed yet another abnormality. This time concerning the dot for World 8. Beside it were two 8-bitch... Eight, wait, I didn't mean to say that. Sorry. Eight bit patches of fire <laughs> that twisted and contorted. That's fine. A bitch! <laughs> twisted and contorted in place. Without me pressing any buttons, the whistle stabbed Mario in the ribs. Not the ribs! Why? Take this! Bump, bump! <laughs> this cued him to move to the World 8 dot. Refusing to pay any further attention to the horrors that surely await in the distorted desert. I saved the game and quit. I played it more than enough of my fill for today. So here's what bothers me. Because this, this guy like freaked out, but nothing supernatural has happened. The game just had gore and like messed yeah. up sound effects. You can find that anywhere on the internet. And it aged in 50 years. 
<laughs> yeah. He was I, like, I, I'll never return to a life of normalcy. I guess that I figured out the acronym from the ROM title meant blood whistle the hard way. Despite the horrors <laughs> that plague this abomination, I will continue to subject myself to this suffering for the sake of all of you. Wow, well, this guy's really self-important. Also for mine, he's a hero. It'll help me keep track of the days, and maybe this desperate attempt to cling to my stable frame of mind won't prove to be in total vain. Dude, just uninstall the game. There's nothing you've mentioned yet that's like, you can't delete it, you have to play it, nothing. You've chosen to become a self-righteous asshole for no reason. There are 5,000 people that have followed this vlog in Hold the on. two days that you You mean the two days where nothing happened? <laughs> The two days where day one was I can't play yet, and day two was I got to World 1-3. What kind of fucking social media outreach do you have? Where can we get that kind of clout? Where can we get that kind of clout? After this pointedly interesting post, I'm hoping to have some more. All right, Tan, fuck SCP. We're going to start playing strange, bizarre games at garage sales. Because clearly that's like what you have like to do to get clout. from the horror, but he still wants more followers. <laughs> Nothing's happened to him yet. For those of you following my posts, read tomorrow's and share with your friends. <laughs> I need this... to expose the stark luridness of this shell of something I once knew and loved. <laughs> Dude, you don't have to play. I can't <laughs> breathe. This is so eyes. shittily written. This is so shittily written. I, I'm sorry, I, I need to take a fucking piss. So. Go take a piss. I'll entertain the audience. Okay. <laughs> Just be careful in the mansion bathroom. What the fuck is this story? I can't. <sighs> I'm all alone in this mansion. I hope a Slenderman doesn't get me. Hope you guys have been enjoying so far some quality writing from uh, the early 2010s. Um, I have no clue how any of these got popular. Although, to be fair, I think just Jeff was popular because I, I never heard of these other two. <laughs> this is like the. Like, I always thought those ones where it's like, I found a strange game and played it were ridiculous, but this is like the worst one I've ever read. Oh, uh, this is really funny, though. I hope Tan's back from his piece soon. Only then can we find peace in this decrepit old mansion left to him by his mysterious uncle. If you've made it to this part of the video and you're still listening, um, write down below uh, who your what your favorite creepypasta was from this episode uh, when you finish it. Also, uh, comment the, the password uh, 65823. That'll prove that... Uh, Truly, you have made it to the promised land. Also, I will use this time to plug my upcoming podcast since Tan is still gone. Uh, there's no set date when it'll be out, but it should be within the next two weeks or so. Uh, I'm going to be doing a podcast with two other people I've met with, and I'm, I'm going to meet with again later today. Great people, very smart people, and it's going to be an analysis of the manga Oh Yes, Me Poon Poon. We're going to talk about some of the themes, what the characters represent, how it relates to real life, different philosophical perspectives, uh, and it's called Good Morning Poon Poon, and it should be on Spotify and all that other stuff. 
because uh, we're going to distribute it with a, a host that does all that. So stay tuned. I'll probably post about it more in the server. And of course, if you're not in the Discord server, you can check uh, the link in the description below and join our Discord server. Come hang out with us. Say hi. Sometimes I stream in there. can make a lot of friends. Uh, this feels really weird. I, I'm, I'm running out of things to plug and talk about. I don't know how Let's Players like do recording by themselves. It's very difficult. Um... I mean, I guess they have a game to talk about. I'm just staring at <laughs> at a Wattpad screen. Um, yeah. And now we're in silence. Perhaps Tanhony was never here, and I just imagined his presence. Perhaps I have my sanity has rotted from reading all of these, and Tanhony never existed in the first place. <gasps> He's back. Oh no, he <laughs> the crash was two years ago. You need to let no. me go. I didn't know what to do while you were gone, so I just plugged as many things as I could think. Nice one. That's what I, was what I expect of you. Please go ahead and <laughs> now read June 8th, 2012. <clears throat> June 8th, 2012. Well, I did it. I managed to clench the fickle fibers of my <laughs> perception of reality. Dude! You, there was blood and a jump scare. This is this is what people who who demand timestamps for jump scares in like Five Nights at Freddy's video are like. <laughs> this, this is why. <laughs> this is their reality. Long enough to play through World Two, I have come to the conclusion that whoever made this is completely and utterly deranged. There's been a rusted gear or a broken spring <laughs> in the mechanics of their sadistic mind. Their only purpose this in creating me this I did that prank in your Minecraft. Yeah, this is what you did to me in Minecraft. Their only purpose in creating this mod was to mentally and psychologically flagellate the naive soul poor enough to take the bait of its mysterious origin. Jesus, this reads like a fucking Darkest Dungeon ancestor. <laughs> <laughs> my descendant, please cover up my mistakes. Destroy the blood whistle. <laughs> That's gonna be his goal? I don't know. Well... I'm certainly naive enough to fall into that category. I digress. To the experience. I find myself asking how I could have missed major things like this yesterday when I saved the game in this world. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Blood of the same texture from before was just as splattered across the desert sands as sand itself was. Solitary eyes watched me from the pyramids. Pentagrams and other satanic symbols were also infrequent in the environment. Oh, that's a good thing, right? They're infrequent. Could this hack be the work of the... <laughs> I know this is my section to read, but how can I keep reading after that? Answer the question. <laughs> Okay, enough pondering. I need to finish this grim tale. Skeletons of Koopas glittered the bleak landscape. Isn't this game in 2D? How are you seeing all this? You talk about like it's a fucking open world. There was a distinct disturbance with Mario's appearance, though. He looked starved and parched, as one would typically look after a few days in the desert. Mario then moved into the 2-1 block without my command, and the music began to play shortly after. This was a reversed version of the overworld theme. 
whispers and other paranormal phenomena could be heard playing in harmony with the music, saying cryptic things. Even after about a <laughs> after about a minute, I began to record the sound. I'll upload it as soon as possible, but I know I definitely can't do it today. Why not? Oh. <laughs> One of the most distinct things I kept hearing was "Let the whistle guide you," and the instrument of blood plays the sweetest. To be fair, that last one sounds like something I would say. <laughs> yeah, you wrote all of these. This creeped me out, needless to say. But this, of all things, wouldn't prevent me from playing out the remainder of this game. Oh no! The stage itself was very scary. The sky was grayish blue, accompanied by an almost white sun. No! The colors weren't bright or cheery in the slightest. The pyramid blocks were faded and cracked, and the wooden blocks were obviously rotting. Mario's sprite was visibly starving and pleading for thirst. Why would he plead for thirst? He's thirsty. He's like, is for me? <laughs> the fire creatures fixedly stared at me, like a shark stares at a school of fish, seeming to know who their next meal was. The neutral expressions of the Coopers had changed into ones of converged disgust and loathe. Loathing. I had, I had obtained the raccoon by now. <laughs> So I ran along I the pipe-looking platform and took off. I flew for a little while, which was nice. Mario's face changed as well, being the normal happy smile you usually see throughout the entire game. I relished in the few moments of happiness I sought from this game. These moments were mercilessly ended within the course of a few seconds. The sky flashed a gloomy black before the blood whistle came and impaled the poor plumber yet again. Mario fell, his corpulent figure going limp until he hit the ground with a thump that I swore I could feel. He was miraculously alive, his body twitching in a feeble attempt to rise. A fire creature jumped on Mario, who was now pinned to the ground and screaming in pain. His scream was bitterly realistic. It reeked of such ineffable pain. It hurts me now to describe the sheer degree of torture this character was put through. Hey, don't read Berserk. There he was, burning and seething in pain, and there I sat completely powerless, forced to watch what I thought was the end of his child's on world two. Standing there. Mario, I will become the main character. I will be the god hammer. <laughs> Femtel Luigi. <laughs> I can't Those cursed <laughs> Someone, please, I'm begging you. Some artist, uh, in the, someone please draw Femtel Luigi. You know what, I'm going to look it up. Surely this no, exists. No, no, you'll look it up Fem- later. We've recorded a podcast. Femtel Luigi. Hold on, this is important. Uh, oh my god, there's a, fa- there's a... I'll send that to you later. I'm okay. keeping it another tab. Uh, the level select came into view. Whistle threw back. Mario was transported to one of the pyramid levels. When the level started, the background was an egregious, smoke-filled black. Oh. Bursts of lightning filled the sky with illumination. Winged demons and... F- 
<laughs> Winged demons in flight were visible upon these strikes. Also in the skies glowed stagnantly lit pentagrams. And 666, Mario was being carried by two of Bowser's sons up one of the game's pyramid structures. However, this particular structure was vastly different than the regular ones. Uh-huh. The bricks were cracked and faded with age. The edges were jagged with dried blood caked each block. Nothing but a heavy drum beat and the sounds of thunder. Can you do the sounds of thunder? Played in the background. The The thunder didn't play in unison with lightning, as happens in most games. There was an eerily realistic pause between the flare of the lightning and the BOOM of the thunder. As the top of the structure was reached, I saw the worst thing yet. Bowser towered above everyone else, intimidating and terrible. Below stood four of his sons, Two of which had carried Mario. The four demon Morton. <laughs> Morton, Yigi, Ray, and Von Koopa. Above the entire scene were the words Blood Whistle in bright I like this red neon letters. Ba- Bowser's face had to have been ten times more evil than I had ever seen it. Has Bowser's face ever been evil? (laughs) His green shell was cracked, and his white spines had been dipped in blood. Blood was fresh on his teeth, also as his serpentine tongue licked them, making clear his intentions on what to do with Mario after he had disposed of him. Mario wouldn't even be of any value. Didn't we say he was starved and parched? He will give you no nutritional value. It was then I came to a dooming realization. Oh my god, is he... Hold on. Mario can't die. He will return by death. Ah, Mario spawns back in (laughs) 1-1. Hey kid, stomp on the Goombas. The game won't let him. However many things are thrown at him. And I can't believe this guy wrote the original ReZero eight years ago. (laughs) In however many ways he is brutally maimed, mortality will not escape him. For a time, that is. He will continue to be sustained by whatever dark force or sick mind that drives the rest of these occurrences to passing into the game's eventual end in which he will ruefully and painfully perish. Now that that has been said, to continue today's experience, it's like this guy doesn't know what a video game is. He thinks this is like a real event happening inside of the TV. (laughs) Suddenly... Von Cooper produced the dagger. It gleamed with uncanny oh, realism. The stick of the Koopalings. The... <laughs> Captain Bronson of the Koopalings. Uh, uncanny realism in the light of the blood whistle sign that loomed above. 
After a brief pause, he began to slice Mario's chest open. Mario again brayed that fearful cry, a cry that implied he would die, only to endure torture of ten times the magnitude. Tears streamed down his face as Vaughn removed his heart, still pumping. He handed it to Bowser, who ate it with a crunching jump. His sons laughed as he did this. I can't believe this. Mario's dead and you're laughing. His sons laughed as he did this, blood flowing from Mario's exposed abdomen. With a bark from their twisted father, the sons shamelessly began to regurgitate and tear apart what was open. As they were doing this, Mario... (laughs) Do you want to voice Mario? Yeah. (laughs) Mario slowly turned his head towards me and uttered a single question through tears and blood. Why? I myself asked the very same question. Yeah, why? why would they treat him <laughs> as an animal, if not less, for their amusement? Just hey, just turn off the game. Yeah, <laughs> and he's play, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's got a fucking cloud save. It's not like it runs in the background. Why would someone Im- initiate the genesis of such a horrible contraption? A contraption in which life and death have no meaning and are manipulates. A contraption in which concepts such as morals, remorse, and mercy are completely foreign. It makes me shudder to think that there is someone sick enough out there to put a character through this kind of unbearable hell just to sit back and laugh. It makes me absolutely sick to my core. Oh. Adrian when he finds out he's in a story. <laughs> that reminds me of another thing. You're probably wondering as to why I complacently talk about Mario as if he's a human being. A human being who suffers pain, sorrow, depression, starvation, and thirst like the rest of us. Mario's well-known battle with depression. (laughs) A human who is also capable of feeling happiness, remorse, goodwill, and love like anyone else. Mario would never feel remorse. It's because I am thoroughly convinced that he is. Okay, so this is definitely not a college student. Please, don't stop following this blog because you think I'm insane. That will come later. I don't get it. Is he writing this in the past? I thought he was writing it as it came out. (laughs) So he's both the Attack Titan and fucking Subaru. (laughs) I believe without a shadow of a doubt that (laughs) that inside this game is a character with a complex range of emotions. Someone who feels like you and me. But it's just a game, right? It's just a contrived mixture of code and data put together to present words and images, correct? Wrong. I know with everything inside of me that Mario has to be alive. I have seen him truly happy and truly sad, and at one point, I may even see him truly angry. He feels like any other living, breathing human being. I don't know how. I don't know why. I don't know how something so human could rise from something so truly inhuman. A character with a soul seemed... Com- also, how is he not busy with coursework since he started the block again? College schedule would not give him this much time to spend. A character, a character with a soul seemed completely impossible to me before I played this hack. I now have a goal with this game. To keep this poor creature safe. Hey, then don't open the game again. He'll be fine. <laughs> I suppose I now know the real truth. I'll see you all tomorrow. Same place, same time.
it's me again. I had a horrible... <laughs> June 9th, by the way. Yeah. I had a horrible range of nightmares last night that are a direct result of playing this game. How far are we into this episode? We're an hour and 20 minutes. Some really <laughs> weird stuff also went down. Before I get into today, today's gameplay, I'll have to go through them with you guys so I have an interactive record of my dreaming habits related to this game. I myself am having a hard time as to how they were so close to home and what they mean for my seemingly inevitable downfall. So guys, oh this guy talks like it. he's a fucking if you enjoyed a hero the video, in a Greek don't tragedy. Don't smash that like button. Most people who watch this <laughs> channel don't subscribe, guys. So if you just hit the subscribe button. Oh my god, are you dream? Before I dream. tell this, I have to let you know on a piece of relevant information. In the fourth grade, I used to play the recorder. Every kid has to win some music. He's doing the fucking JoJo backstory! My name is Yoshikage Kira. I grew I, up in the village. I liked wind instruments because of their method of play, appearance, and sound. Such, oh, because it's a whistle. Such is the irony of the instruments that has caused me all of this grief. In my dream, I was playing the instrument in a dark room. I was my fourth grade self, just coolly playing Mary Had a Little Lamb. Out of nowhere, I began to cough. Oh, he's got it. I had choked on some blood no. that materialized within and around my recorder. It's Has anyone spe speedrun Mario Super Mario Brothers three blood whistle? <laughs> this guy is. It covered it and soon filled it. Blood began to pour in great quantity out of all the recorded holes. Oh, it soon began to float in midair and hover. A few seconds passed, and then it struck me in the chest. It had impaled me, going directly through my heart and every other vital artery one could think of. How fucking big is this recorder? Huge. I I woke up, the sheets plastered to my bare chest with sweat. I was completely fine, not a scratch on me. As I sat there in bed, afraid of how I'm sure the game did this. <laughs> Just me this is, where's the part of this where the fucking, the roommate comes in and is like, Hey, I need you out of my room so I can hey, fuck my girlfriend. Ten minutes, what's wrong? <laughs> I began to hear noise coming from my laptop. It was closed, but a faint, muffled humming sound was clearly audible. I warily approached my computer, the machine almost looking alive. I then opened it up. It was a picture <laughs> of a Super Mario Brothers free raccoon Mario sprite on a black backdrop. He was chained up by his legs and feet, and the change reached outside of the screen. The blood whistle sat at the centerpiece of it all through Mario's chest. The tune of the blood whistle played over and over, a loop that only exacerbated the sound within the walls of my psyche. I tried exiting out of whatever this program might have been, but the window wouldn't close. I eventually had to take out my laptop battery, which didn't sit too well with my OS. Luckily, I didn't lose any files. Now for the gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> where it actually happens I thought I was going to say that was like his solution oh my god this is so fucking lucky bruh <laughs> oh my we're god. not even halfway through this. this can we do this whole thing do you want to I've, I, uh, it's up to you I mean I think we have time to finish it I don't have to go to my thing until an hour from now I don't know whether I want to continue listening about the blood whistle yeah, well, let's get started... to the end. <laughs> yeah, let's get to the last diary entry. Let's find out what it was. Oh my god, it's so fucking long. Yeah, everyone's gonna be like, you, you think the story's crap because you didn't finish it. Oh, Alright, that's Aftermath. So before, 
Yeah, June 13th. <laughs> it opens well. It is ironic indeed that today is June the 13th. The unlucky number. The unlucky day. I suppose today isn't completely horrible. Today is the last day I had to play this wretched game. This horrifyingly absurd re Yeah, it doesn't seem like we miss much. Absurd remake <laughs> of what I used to see as a wonderful game will soon be out of my life. For with this being the last post, I can suppose I can finally be honest about my true intentions ever since I finished World 2. I'm going to take my own life. This game wow. has caused me sorrow on such an ineffable level, so I'm I'm really hoping that something scarier happened in between. So we skipped. I, I almost has I almost hesitate to say this because obviously you know if you have depression, suicidal thoughts, get the help you need, be safe, all that. But if you if you're gonna kill yourself because you played a scary game your friend sent you, like what the fuck? It's not even that scary. <laughs> Yeah, like, I really like nothing spookier happened between these two points. Yeah, like because because clearly nothing paranormal is haunting him because that would have been mentioned, I assume, by now. It's just a spooky game. He's like, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> this game has caused me sorrow on such an imagine if you just played Amnesia and you like get to the end credits and you're like, all right, I'm gonna hang myself now. I'm done. On such an ineffable <laughs> level, there is no other option. Life will never be the same. Mom and Dad, I love you. Michael and Kelsey, you guys be good. Listen to mom and dad. They have a lot of valuable lessons to teach you. Did he just dox his little siblings on the internet? Yeah, lessons that I <laughs> learned but can now never apply again. Now for what you 75,000 followers read this What the video. hell? He's only been posting for a week. Imagine That's the most like, unreal. Like, uh, not the... Not Mario. Yeah. <laughs> Not not the paranormal shit that's happened. Not all this random bullshit. The most unbelievable part of this story is a week after he started a text blog. He has 75,000 followers. Imagine flexing your follower account in your suicide post. <laughs> that's kind of based? I can't tell. For the rest of the game. Hell itself is what the game brought me to. I suppose it's intention to convey World 8. No, not hell. Worse than hell. <gasps> Bodies were chained up in the background, enduring a myriad of tortures. Isn't that just what hell is in, in pop culture? Wasn't strictly felt from injuries, though. The coughs, dying wheezes, and vomiting in the background reeked of pestilence and suffering. Wait, what is he? Wait, he could smell it. <laughs> so realistic. <laughs> Fires and blazing certain people as well. The flames had an actual burning quality to them, not like regular eight-bit fire. Flesh, eyes, and other internal organs and tissues constituted the walls and ground. If the hell I'm certainly going to exists, I think it looks something like this. I thought it was but worse than hell, though. <laughs> Mario stood before a possessed princess toadstool. Her... Is that Peach? Yeah. Yeah. But he's, he's, like, he's a classic fan, I guess. Her dress was uh. ripped in several places and splattered with blood. Her eyes gleamed red, the flames casting an evilly maniacal allure to her appearance. Is he horny for Evil Peach? Uh, who wouldn't be, to be honest? Yonder a peach? Post? Yonder a peach? I'm horny. <laughs> Bowser and his six sons were tied to wooden poles of terrified love. Oh, so, so I guess at some point Peach finally got the one-up on Bowser. <laughs> Wendy, for some reason, didn't appear anywhere in this game. <laughs> Even even the fucking shitty, dark, evil fan game didn't want Wendy in it. In one hand, Peach brandished a sizable dagger. 
in the other the blood whistle <laughs> she walked over to bowser and looked him in the eyes Technical limitations slightly hindered the interpretation of what events. Yeah, that's another that's another interesting thing, right? They always talk about all this hyper realistic stuff, but I assume he doesn't have like a gaming computer. His <laughs> are his computers on fire trying to fucking render it? But it was easy enough to understand what was going on. Through his gag, Bowser pleaded with her not to harm him. She brought the knife close to him, and he froze up. He was obviously paralyzed with fear. Her mouth got close to his ear and text rolled along at the bottom of the screen, conveying the text of what played out given the sound limitations. This is what enabled Mario to speak in the past. Sure, she whispered. Like Jeff the Killer. <laughs> Go to sleep. Bowser's innards <laughs> spilled onto the floor in a great heap. He let out a monstrous 8-bit roar of pain as this happened. Peach laughed her red eyes <laughs> reflecting whatever evil had possessed her the blood whistle the princess proceeded <laughs> to eviscerate all six of his other sons Mario did nothing but look on in horror as his mortal enemies were torn apart by a woman he had once loved very much his face soon contorted into one of loathing, loathing. He had come all this way to find out the very girl he wished to save had been taken over by an extraterrestrial evil. What? An alien? Aliens? An evil that would In not my Mario ever actually aliens, or he just doesn't know what the word means. An evil That's what I think it is. I think he thinks extraterrestrial is synonymous with paranormal. An evil that would not only haunt Mario, but me as well. The sort of evil that doesn't go away when you turn off the game. <laughs> the kind of dark force that follows you to your bedchambers and steals your soul. He's become like a count. <laughs> yeah. How is he a college kid on a computer playing a hack? He sounds, he sounds like a fucking 1600s count in a stormy castle he sounds like he's on a cliff. Steward to play World 8 Princess, I the game in the dungeon. The princess Toadstool paused for a couple of seconds, then came at Mario with a knife. Hey there, Mario, she said as she toyed with the knife. They got a little sharp with me, so I pushed them over the edge. <laughs> Good to see there's some comic relief in Super Mario Bros. 3 Blood Whistle. <laughs> I tried to move Mario, but nothing happened. He stood there, afraid of what she would do. She brutally slashed open his arms, legs, and abdomen. Shortly thereafter, the princess produced some salt from her billowing dress and sprinkled it all over him. He screamed again, unmoving. The princess Peach you used to know is long gone. The power of the blood whistle consumed that girl and made way for me. And speaking of which, she continued as she produced the blood whistle, Here it is! Hear its cry! With a mocking kiss <laughs> on the cheek, she began to play Mario the perverse song of the blood whistle. It's not so it's rotted away the last reserve of good in me. <laughs> he was heaved by an invisible force. This is the most me. easily influenced person of all time. <laughs> he cried out as they consumed him. Peach chucked the whistle, making it strike him directly in the heart. He continued to wallow in utter anguish as she walked away. As she laughed, he looked into my eyes and bore me this parting message via the text at the bottom of the screen. Oh, hold on, let me do this. Uh, let me get the Mario voice. Wahoo! <laughs> do not let your life be as painful as mine was. 
I do not hold reservations against you, as you tried your best to keep me alive. I commend you for that. Goodbye, Bradley. And good luck. Wahoo! <laughs> the tune of the blood whistle continued to play as the screen panned out of Mario's hell. So even Mario was like, you did your best. <laughs> keep going. And he's like, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> How he knew my name is Brad- uh, Bradley. <laughs> Where he's like, my name's not Bradley. <laughs> How he knew my name is Bradley continues to befuddle me. How he could have such death, such personality. I don't know whether this is a result of the game being as haunted as it truly is, or the fact that someone's could have been captured inside of this rom. Whatever the reason of this, of everything that has come to pass with this abomination, I am glad I'm finally done. I have made all my goodbyes at the beginning of this post. I hope one of you takes the time to save this block, or at the very least to show the world the true hell I have put myself through. I sure hope that a demented creature of this game isn't festering in the same hell I'm headed for. Goodbye, everyone. This blog was the last recorded statement of Bradley before his death. His roommate discovered him four hours after he made the last post. Bradley committed suicide using a recorder that he plunged through his janky. <laughs> Most brutal method. What the fuck? You ever seen Death Note? <laughs> yeah. It's like the last episode of fucking Mika me with a pen. The, the the first comment I see is, "What the fuck am I reading?" And then the, the same guy said, "I want to be who I was before I read." You got the this. same experience. <laughs> Blood whistle is in the toilet. Wait, it says continue reading next part. That's another creepypasta, thank God. Oh, sexy VBS. What if he wakes up as Mario? Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Alright. This this house isn't worth it. This place is too scary. No. I'm ringing out of this haunted mansion. I grab you by the arm. No! Don't be like him! Don't give up! Tanhany slips as you grab him and hits his head on the table, dying instantly. The police no, arrive. The hyper-realistic blood! Get down on the ground, you just killed Tanhany. I look at your reflective blood and see my bleached face without eyes, and also I'm Mario. No, I mean Princess Peach. Wahoo! No. Could it have really been... The, bully, the police point their guns at you. Don't worry, you didn't kill Tanhany. He died. I, I didn't. Ten years ago. Oh my god! Another tale of terror from Tanhany's storehouse of horrors. What will happen next Halloween when Darnell discovers the truth of his own existence? Thank you. Oh, wait, we have to read the comments, don't we? Yeah, we need to do that. You're getting way ahead of yourself, buddy. Let me open them up. These comments better be fucking scary. I'm back. Discovering... We're in the meta world now. Yeah, this is the timeline where none of that ever happened. And uh, this is We're now in the main timeline where we had just finished a normal episode of Discovering SCP and we're reading the comments. Yeah, you, won't, uh, you won't get to see that episode. All right. Yeah, it was really... Wow, Tanhoney, what an interesting episode we just recorded. I can't believe we went over 5,000 and you told me all the mysteries. I know. 
I bet you weren't expecting everything to be explained, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy because it all makes sense now that you told me it, but, like, I never would have guessed. I mean, so that's why it's called Why. Anyway. Banker Paul says, Remember when Tan and Darnell were just chilling in some foundation site reading documents? Wow, that actually works with the lore we set up for this video. <laughs> Um, next comment, uh, Chris Santos. Oh, I haven't seen them before. Let me drop a like. Uh, I think an episode about anti-memetics would be fantastic. Gotta love those mind fucks. What, see what you guys react to them. Oh, wait till you see the mind fucks in this video, buddy. <laughs> Comedy Man Kelp says, I hope one day we get like an Avengers Endgame type episode where every previous guest star returns to tackle some big, huge article or tale together. Dude, how did you guess what we were going to do? Also, I live on the East Coast, so I hope you guys get that car thing sorted. Uh, did we tan? No longer exists, I'm afraid. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Chaos Corvid says, Darnell getting to see that one you said that was visual live. Now that I'm excited for. Maybe at some point an episode entirely on format screws? Personally, it's my favorite style of SCP. Also, I think Darnell would like the Ouroboros cycle. And no, I'm not just recommending this because of it being significantly longer than 1730, though that is part of it. I think he'd like the anime factor to that one. Really puts Samsara to shame with how insane it gets. I really don't like it, but I think Darnell might. Sorry for possibly f poor formatting. It's 0419 at the time of writing. And I'm, oh, they're talking about their time. And I'm playing Fallout 76 while Boo. I listen. Don't judge. Oh, Tanhoney has a popular hive mind opinion from Reddit. <laughs> Fallout 76 bad. Uh, Killer Gamer says, ah, ah, I said the thing. Can't believe Killer Gamer is Garguda. Um, the, the shark girl VTuber who went, ah. The what? You don't know about Gargura? What's a VTuber? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> okay, we've got the Hunter Spatafora comment. Are, are you fight. in your chair and ready? <laughs> Total comments, 13 out of 15. 010, previously on Discovering SCP. 32, meeting Salmon Corbet. Okay, I'm not going to read all the time spans. Corbet keeps making me think of Corbenic from SCP-2922. Notes from the Under by Dave Yufool. And The Three Moons Initiative from the same place. The silly role-playing Tanhoney Darnell and Salmon Corbet are performing seem like so much fun. Thanks. By the way, were you in a car or a train? A car with a furnace must be a train. Now uh, that's a good point. Were we uh, a train car? Maybe it was. There was a, sort of a car and a train. So we've exposed that Tan is not able to read numbers. Note to self: have all large numbers that is over to or equal to ten thousand be in scientific notation form. We can't really do that because that would require us to edit the articles before we read them. And also, it seems a little unnecessary, but I do appreciate the notion. Uh, Tian, you know about scientific notation, right? Fuck no. So the idea is uh, scientists are Next also question. bad at reading numbers like, okay. At no point does the article mention that the Foundation lacks the materials or dedication or D-class needed to construct several thousand containment cubes or fire extinguishers for several thousand 727-J instances. You all have to do Bigfoot, but write it differently. There's a tag for Sun SCPs, apparently, seen on SCP-727-J, so that might be the closest thing to everyone writes a Bigfoot article. I just realized, could everything SCP-1051 knows, like how to use conspiracies to manipulate people, it learned from absorbing Dr. James, who was a conspiracy nut? 
If Darnell doesn't want to retype the whole other SCP wiki URL, then there's this page to look at for help and using Google Chrome's redirector app to do the work for you. How uncomfortable is it to be in a costume like this? I think it's worse for the person in the back because not only do they have someone's butt in their face, but they're also forced to be bent over, which would lead to back pain. Oh. Happy belated slash early birthday, Salmon Corbet. Yay, happy birthday, Salmon. Darnell, did you not catch Tan Honey calling 1545 Safe instead of Zafe? I guess I didn't. 682J uh, timestamp. I have interrupted a discovering SCP recording, a highly inappropriate offense. I must rectify this immediate. And then some like roleplay thing about him banning himself and his comments mm-hmm. being blocked. Um, uh, yeah, you're fine, Hunter. But yeah, the, the I was getting a lot of comments from you and it interrupted the recording. But uh, I think we worked that out hopefully for the future. And then he responded also... I just realized, what the heck am I doing? I should be working on my SCP draft for the next stream. Also, my self-ban has just been lifted. Okay, so we finished the boss fight, Tan. Any thoughts on that as a whole? Nice comments. All right. Next, from Daino Wateruzu. He says, So it turns out I may have commented too late for you to read my comment in the last episode. So I'm going to try again. Tenhoni and Dernal, I love listening to you guys at night. (laughs) I got four things to say. One, my SCP recommendations are SCP-2998, Anomalous Transmission 2485-MHZ, SCP-2699, Counterfeit Creatures, and SCP-2014, Zarmagath. Two, my theme recommendation is Marshall Carter and Dark. We'll probably do that. Three. Uh, by the way, Tan, uh, two quick things. I know it's weird I'm doing this in the comment reading. Okay. Um, but uh, one, you... <laughs> You downloaded the new intro from Anomalous, right? For this video? Yeah. Two. And in future videos, we're going to add the licensing thing to the description that White Card yeah, yelled at us about, right? Yeah, we do it now, but uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I just... I, I, did, I knew I'd forget with my fucking ADHD brain. I needed to... Sorry. Uh, three. You know how in Star Wars, the Clone Wars, there's some kind of wise message before the episode? Oh, yeah. Well, why doesn't Discovering SCP have a wise message at the beginning? This is a joke, by the way. Oh, thanks. This is my quote. That's the pain I must take. <laughs> Ease the pain I must after playing Blood Whistle. Oh my god, imagine like one of those like Mario hyper-realistic blood creepypastas, but it's with Yoda. <laughs> you tried? You did not save me. Your hardest you tried, Bradley. I'm currently writing my own SCP. However, I've held off due to school, writer's block, and quarantine depression. I'll get to it one of these days. Well, best of luck to you, Dino Tales, and thank you for commenting. It's very cool to see new people comment. Uh, good day, type some shit in Russian I can't read, uh, but Banker Paul, just res- Banker Paul just responded, no, well, let's period. Well, let's see what he says. Let's see what, what he was saying. Okay, okay, okay. Well, ha, part ha. of it's in English. He says, ha ha, Darnell has a bad Russian accent, ha ha. Haha, Darnell has a bad Russian accent. Haha. <laughs> Do I? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, Chris Carlson said, Ooh, are we picking accents now? Uh, he said that was an exclamation point, so I guess it wasn't a question. I need you to read my comments in a 1924 Armenian accent. I don't even know what that sounds yeah. like. I don't yes. know what it sounds like. I asked him, he didn't respond. Yes. No. <laughs> Someone's going to inevitably get offended. Yeah, by all means, read the rest of this comment. And you should totally do an ethics committee episode featuring the head of the ethics committee, Dr. Samarian. Tan knows him as it was watching Dr. Samarian's interview of Tan, the full interview that turned me on to you guys here. It also let me know you guys even had this pod tube. 
the fuck is a pod tube? Also, don't worry, Daimel. You know every SCP they make memes on. It's only Series 1, basically, lol. What the fuck was that voice I did? I don't know. I don't, I'm I, sorry I'm about that, Chris. I'm trying to anyone by doing an accent that no human I don't. Does. I don't know what a pod tube is. Like, I'm not making fun of him. I don't know if he just misskips about podcast. I'm Like, is that an actual term, pod tube? This guy doesn't know about pod tubes. Come on. Yeah, so he wants you to do another episode with Dr. Sumerian, so I'll leave that to Tan's discretion. Quaker Button, those, uh, God bless their soul, said, Aw, you didn't read my comment. <laughs> I guess you must have already recorded before I posted it. That is what happened. I asked this on the last episode, but I was too late, so I guess I'll ask again. Are you going to do anything special for Halloween? Like a Halloween-themed episode or something? No. What are you talking about? We just read a normal SCP, like usual. No, I hate Halloween. Yeah, right? That's what we did, Tan, just now. That's we read about 5,000. universe and killed my spooky uncle in it. Wait, what? Don't worry. Oh. <laughs> oh, Tan, you jokester. <laughs> I hope there were no repercussions from that action. Meanwhile, it's like me crying in the other world being taken in by the police. <laughs> I love how this turned into a radio show halfway through the episode. Also, Ghost Sign Song was really good. Agreed on that. Thanks. That was from Lost Network. You didn't make Ghost Sign Song. Don't take Next credit comment. for that. That was Salmon. Next comment. That was Salmon. Next comment. Credit to Salmon Corbet. Next comment. And an, okay, Jesus. <laughs> an anomalous writer. Will there be an official name for discovering SCP car? So, Tian, I actually already did this Salmon in Discord. I, no, no, I already told them it was called Samkara. <laughs> They've got many names. Okay. Uh, hang on, I, I messed up. I accidentally clicked off because I clicked on Anomalous's YouTube, which is a crazy coincidence because you all should check out his YouTube. <clears throat> anyway, uh, also Ghost Sign Song was based, Thanks. and then he did a timestamp will now forever be engraved in my mind. Uh, do you have this open? You should uh, click on that timestamp. Is that when you scream? No, that was when I go, the fuck! Okay, <laughs> well now I don't have to click it. <laughs> and, then, and then Good Day said Tanmobile and Darkar. I, Carnell would have been way better. Yeah, <laughs> Carnell. Uh, Lang, Lang Lim said, Dash J time? Another suggestion, 729-J, though it might require more specific SCP readings for context. Also, these guest appearances mean that they canonically exist in the Tanhony Towers universe. Also, Sam and Corvette. Nice True. one, badass. Boris said, And so, it's no longer the Dr. Gears podcast... No longer DJ Cactus Podcast. It's now Salmon Corbet Podcast. Uh, no, silly. It's Discovering SCP. My new favorite thing is realizing no one updates the images replaced due to copyright in the Polish wiki as I'm listening to the podcast. All right. So that was all the comments. Uh, hope you guys liked the video. Leave comments you want us to read next time. Go read Eighth Rule Space. Join the Discord. Keep an eye out for that thing I plugged earlier. And don't forget to lock your doors. They say the ghost of Tandini still roams. Tandini 2 even, because that's like the ultimate universe yeah. he died. He looks the bizarrely ghost... like... <laughs> he looks bizarrely like Jeff the Killer. The ghost of Tandini 2 still roams like the wild hunt. Gathering <laughs> up disappeared SCP writers. This is where we fucking the camera zooms on the Tanhony to two going, mm, Itadakimasu. They say that Tanhony two has another name on the wiki. What is it? They call him Author Deleted. No. <laughs> I thought that's right. They were all him. So, it was Tanhony the whole time? Always has been. <laughs>